Welcome to A Healthier You, Little by Little. This podcast gives you insights and features various aspects of health, from sleep and stress to immunity, exercise, home workouts, energy, and performance. Here is your host of A Healthier You, Little by Little, Cindy Little. All right, everybody, welcome back to A Healthier You, Little by Little. I have a special guest today, Linda Babulik, and I've known her for a number of years. She hails from Ottawa, and she is an author, speaker, coach, and a shamanic lifestyle coach. She is a, an amazing wealth of knowledge. And when I read her book, I said, oh my gosh, I have definitely got to have her on a podcast because this woman is just so full of knowledge and wisdom and Thank you so much, Linda, for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful to be here and to have you as my friend. It's been a real privilege. <laughs> well, I, I can't wait to meet for coffee and get a hard copy of your book because I've been reading it on my computer and oh my gosh. So everybody, for those who really want zest in your life, Linda is going to spell it out. There's actually an acronym for zest and, and Linda's going to share that with you and why this book could change so many people's lives if you read it. And I definitely recommend if you're a businesswoman, you need to read this. And it's not even just about business, is it, Linda? It's about someone who wants a great lifestyle, right? Absolutely. It affects every part of your life. And it's really the culmination of everything I pulled together through decades of working as a corporate trainer, working, I've got a resume a mile long, working in all kinds of industries, from working with the Right Honorable Kim Campbell, former Prime Minister of Canada, to inmates serving life sentences in the Correctional Service of Canada. I've run the gamut of working with all kinds of people, and all of that is included in the book. And the whole point of the book is to zest your life. And the subtitle is A Taste of Inner Wisdom, and that's what it is. It totally is. It's it's so amazing. I can't, I can't not say how amazing it is. And I can't pick out one area that I liked better than the other because every chapter in it was riveting, to be honest, like it's something that you want to read either first thing in the morning when you get out of bed to put that good stuff in your in your brain. And even before you go to bed, it, it's great positive information that you want to be, you know, allowing in. So Linda, okay, tell us what zest is. Well, there is a zest formula, which I didn't realize when I first named the book, Zest Your Life. And then I went to a workshop and somebody said, well, if you're writing a book, you need to have it into an acronym. And it's evolved over the years quite beautifully because the Z is about zeroing in on exactly what you want. And I have a free gift for your listeners after, that will give them at the end of this. How do you do that? How do you zero in on what you want? It's like asking a child at breakfast, what do you want for breakfast? It confuses them. They don't know what they want until we narrow it down. Rice Krispies, cornflakes, pancakes. Don't ask for waffles because I don't like making waffles. So we need to be really clear on what it is we want in our life. And sometimes that means saying, I don't want this. And it's all about how you want to feel. What do you want physically? What do you want emotionally? What do you want mentally? What do you want spiritually? That big connection. 
And that's my gift to you. We'll show you exactly how to put that together. So that's how you have a workbook, right, Linda? I do a workbook that goes with the book, but this is a separate gift that is going to help you to really zero in on your dreams and desires and what you want in your life. Nice. And then the E is about getting excited, get excited and emotional about your dreams and desires. Remember when you were a kid and you really wanted something or watch a child. I wanted, I wanted, I really, really wanted. I was at the park the other day and I saw this kid just having the best temper tantrum ever because he wanted something. But all of that emotion coming out and all of the things that we remember, whether it's good or bad, has emotion attached to it. So if we want those dreams and desires to come true and we're just bleh, whatever about it, it's not going to happen. But when you when you tap into that true heart's desire that this is really going to be important in your life, that makes all the difference. Totally. And the S, the S is for success. And we all need to define success in our own way. Because often we're trapped into giving our power away, and I talk about power a lot in the book, our power away to somebody else's definition of success for us. So true. That's not my definition of success. You know, running a marathon, not my definition of success. Yeah. So I was telling you, I've been improving my swimming That's my definition of success is my own benchmark. I've zeroed in on what I want. I have a goal. I have a destination. I'm very excited about it. And every time I take one lap closer to that, that's my idea of success. So we want that in all aspects of our life. I love that. You You know what? Uh, Sorry, I should put my finger up every time I want to interject. (laughs) I like to make this a conversation and I know you have so much to say and I don't mean to to cut you off. Um, So there's a saying, it's not being the best, it's being your own best. And and I like that how you say success is measured on your own benchmarks and what is important to you because it is so true. Like I know there's a lot of people who think that, you know, being a millionaire is, is important, but you know what, when you get to that status, it's like, okay, what's next? Like, all right, who gives a crap about whether you're a millionaire or not? (laughs) Like, are you feeling good about yourself and your own accomplishments, right? Yeah, absolutely. And money is not a motivator. We think it is. I know, right? But it really isn't. You know, once you do achieve that level of financial success, once you're out of, I've lived in poverty. So I know the difference between where I am now and where I was then. So you want to have that certain level of comfort so that you're not in poverty. But there's a level above that, that then there's a great deal of satisfaction in your life when you're not struggling with every little thing. And sometimes we put struggles in there that don't belong to us. Mm-hmm. My mother-in-law, whom I adored, had this wonderful saying that said, we each carry our own bundle. And that's so true. And we have to stop and take a look at what's in your bundle. Does all of that belong to you? Maybe not. Maybe you're carrying somebody else's junk mm-hmm. in your bundle. Mm-hmm. But only carry your own bundle and only carry what you want to carry. And that means letting go of guilt and fear and the past 
and all the mistakes we've made, and we put in there instead the learnings, everything we've learned, everywhere we've grown, and we put in a whole lot of gratitude into our bundle. Mm. So we zero in on what we want. We get excited. We define success and fill our bundle the way we want to fill it. And when you do those three things, you will transcend and transform. And I think that's what happened to you while you were reading my book. You felt that transformation happening. And my editor said that. She said, I felt myself getting happier as I read your book. Mm -hmm. And that's the point of it. I mean, I've had depression. I've had poverty. I've had all kinds of interesting, crappy things in my life. But I'm a very happy, joy-filled person because I take responsibility for that. And I know it's up to me every day to do that. Absolutely. And and I, I love that acronym. It, it sums it up. Now, because you have been in business a long time and because you've done a lot of personal self-growth and you talk about that in the book about you talk about nutrition, you talk about exercise, you talk about chakras and breathing and and all of that, like like, I, I mean, where do we pin down? Like, what, what are the juicy tidbits we need to give people listening? Like, where should they start? <laughs> well, they can start and they can read this book and pick them out. But my next book is called Awaken Your Inner Medicine. Ooh. And it's about awakening that piece inside of you that can heal you because we all hold that medicine. So it's called Awaken your inner medicine, sacred practices for living every day. So I think it's really important. Like you said, when you read, wake up in the morning, read something inspirational. When you go to bed at night, read something inspirational. I was just listening to a um, doctor from Stanford, and he was saying, if you have any screen time between 11 p.m. and 4 a.m., you are greatly reducing the amount of dopamine that goes into your brain. And when you have reduced dopamine, that can cause depression. I just did an Instagram reel on how important the hours between 10 and 2 a.m. are on your adrenal glands and how they heal themselves. And those are the most important hours for sleep. So it's we're right in alignment, Linda, with what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. So it's a matter of taking those practices, and I call them sacred practices, but you can make anything sacred. You know, you have a drink of water. How privileged are we to be able to go turn on the tap and drink clean water when you take a shower in the morning or whenever at night, whatever your preference is, and you have that water running over you? I know you and I have both traveled to places where you can't open your mouth in the shower. You're going to get, right. you're yep. going to get the revenge. <laughs> so just be grateful for the water and let it wash away whatever bothers you. And if you're upset, I mean, what do you do with an upset child? You put them in a water and give them a little rubber ducky. Mm -hmm. And the next thing you know, they're not crying anymore and they're not upset anymore. So we need to have water is emotion. It's fluid. It's the same thing. It changes. Our emotions could be changed in 90 seconds. So when you take a shower, don't make a list of what you need to do today. 
take a nice shower, enjoy the water, be in gratitude, buy really nice soap. My preference is if it comes from France, I don't know how come they got a corner on the soap market at my house because I love French soap. Hmm. It smells so good. Get something that excites you and all of your senses so that you can really start your day and in the middle of your day, gratitude. That's a sacred practice right there for every little thing. I I like the fact that you started off with water because I start my day in my hot tub. And then today I went to the cold tub, which happens to be an inflatable pool full of cold water. <laughs> it's like a polar dip. And today is so hot in Ottawa. It's like 31 degrees. And man, going from the hot tub to the cold and then into the cold shower, it is a great way. And I'm very grateful every time I am able to go in my hot tub in the morning and at night. And I try not to take a device in there. Like I, I try not to take my phone into the hot tub with me. A lot of people say, well, you can maximize more time if you do posts in the hot tub. But no, I, I like to see the squirrels and the chipmunks and the birds all around me in my yard. And it's it, it's nature, right? And going for that walk in the morning too. And I think you talk about that too, how important nature is and, and exercise. So why don't we talk about that, Linda? Well, it doesn't matter where we live. People think that they have to go to the country to find nature, but there's plenty in any city. I haven't been in a single city where there wasn't nature. So it's certainly important for us to keep our physical body together and to keep our mind and body connected. So it's I've seen people that, you know, they're watching CNN at the gym when they're working out. That's messing your head, right? Totally. Like- CNN and Fox News not healthy for you. It's like putting junk food in your brain. Totally. Totally. So we want to avoid that. that. I'm glad you mentioned that, Linda, especially in today's society with what's going on in the world. It's just too much. We we're on devices too much. We got to let like put the device down and get outside and be with people, you know, or be by yourself. That that's the hardest thing I find, Linda, to be honest, being by myself taking time for myself and reading your book is a reminder of how important it is to take time for yourself. Absolutely. And it's also where I did a flip on that one was I equated time alone as loneliness. So Mm -hmm. when I was by myself, I thought, Oh, I'm so lonely because he's out of town or, you know, everybody's busy And now I don't look at it that way. And it's that belief. When we change our beliefs and our thoughts, it flipped for me when I went, I'm not alone. I'm spending time with myself. And the more time I spent with myself, the more I like myself. I'm not bad. I'm a good person. (laughs) And I like being with me. And often I'll tell people who are looking for a relationship, be the person that you want someone else to be attracted to. You know, if you're grumpy and complaining all the time, that's low, low energy. And nobody's going to be attracted to that. People will totally. walk away. We can feel that aura across the street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you're vibing at a high vibration, you become that mystical, magical character that I talk about in my book. You want to be the magnet. Mm-hmm. And talking about business, that's a big difference between the way so many women and evolved men do business. We're magnets. We don't push by my book, by my book, by my book. We don't do that. We don't push it. 
we make it so attractive. And just like your business, you made it so attractive that people wanted to come to you and they referred other people to you. Mm -hmm. That's that magnetic energy because push energy is aggressive. It's negative. It's patriarchal and condescending, quite frankly. Mm, yeah. And and I, I know in your book, you talked about how you grew through what you thought being, what's the words I'm looking for? You, you, you explained a couple situations in the office where you were speaking your mind, but you, you came off, you, you came off maybe aggressive to other people. And then you, you shifted that energy or you shifted, you, you looked inward and you discovered that that's not who you wanted to be or something like that. Can you explain yeah, a little bit about for that? Sure. It, and it became very clear to me when I did a spiritual journey to Peru and Bolivia and we were in Peru and my shamanic teacher said to me, she said, Linda, you're going to have impact. I thought, woohoo, I got the teacher's attention. I'm going to have impact. The ego just, just about jumped right out of my skin. I was doing a little happy dance. And then my teacher, knowing me very well, said, what do you want that impact to be? Do you want it to be like a bull in a china shop where you could walk in and just blow everybody away? And then she explained to me that my vibration is at such a high level that I need to be able to manage it. And I don't need to be the dominant figure in the room, that I need to have more sensitivity to the impact I have on others around me. Mm. So it's really a matter of taking a look inside yourself and saying, I can have positive impact. And that day in Cusco, I remember it just like it happened yesterday. That's when I decided it was time for positive impact. And I used to, when I was young, I did it for power and control. Just because I didn't feel good about myself and I didn't have enough confidence. And I didn't have any control in my own life. So I tried to control everybody and everything else. Interesting. I hope. And it wasn't pretty. Yeah. And, and you know, you, I, I, I'm sure a lot of the listeners have come across women who've been in power positions and they felt that you could feel a number of different uh, feelings when you come across somebody who's stronger, like you might feel, I don't know. Well, and often in a business setting, People are intimidated. I think that's where you were going. Right. You're in a business setting. You see a strong woman. And what do you do? You compare yourself. Right. And you think, oh, she's so strong and powerful, bitch. Instead of saying, what does she have that I want? Because that's what we need to look at. And I made that list. That's a great exercise. And I don't think I put that in a book. I made a list, although I do talk about my council of powerful women. Yes, you did talk about that. Yep. Yep. So I talk about the power of council, the council of powerful women I want in my life. And then I wrote down characteristics of each did I want. My older sister, gentle, 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 so not like me, very gentle, beautiful, loving energy. You know, my shamanic teacher, strong, powerful warrior. And she's really good at karate, so she could take you out. But she doesn't come off as that. 
So I went through and looked at the characteristics of each woman that I wanted to imbibe into myself and to be able to look to them like if they walked into the room and I would say, could I have a spoonful of that? And my shamanic teacher had this wonderful, Gail had this wonderful ability that when she spoke to you, even if there were a hundred people waiting in line to talk to her, you were the only one at that moment that was important. Mm -hmm. It was that zeroed in focused energy. And it's easy to get distracted. You go networking, whatever you do, you're looking all over the room. But if you just give that person absolute attention, it makes all the difference. I I agree so much. And it and we talk about communication and communication involves listening because you can't communicate unless you listen. And you are a good listener, Linda. Like I know when we reconnected and you listened to me and we caught up, you were a very good listener. And I think that's what makes you powerful. And it makes, it makes everybody powerful if you're a good listener and a good communicator. And that's taken time, right? It's taken time and different courses and different, different modalities in, in your history, Linda, to become the person that you've become, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I teach a workshop called Effective Conversations. Well, now I call it juicy, effective conversation techniques. And I even have a talk I do about effective conversations between women and men because we converse differently. We have different body language, different posture when we converse. And it helps to close what I call the conversation gap. Closes that misunderstanding. So what's in the middle of the conversation gap? Emotions, emotions, beliefs assuming that you mean this when we didn't ask enough questions, we didn't listen loud enough. Nice. That's what creates that connection. And that's why we're here on the planet is to build relationships. That's my true feeling is we're here to build relationships. And if you're not good at that, get good at it that's or you're right. not much good for anything. You're absolutely right. I a hundred percent agree with that statement. And it's so important that people hear that and accept it and and learn from it and grow with it all right what do we want to cover next linda like if you could uh did we cover what what's probably the most powerful thing that you can give people from your book okay there's a couple of things they're only in my mind not scientifically proven uh but very proven they're only two emotions love and fear and you can't operate in both at the same time you can't operate in love and be afraid of anything because operating in love takes the fear out of your head because that's what it is, just whirling around there, a bunch of stories you're telling, true, not true, stories about the past, stories about the future. But when you take that thought out of your head and you hold it into your heart, then it explodes into love. It transforms it. And if it needs healing, move your hand down to your womb space. And yes, even if you don't have a womb, you have a womb space. And men have a womb space also. And that's the healing place. That's the second chakra that happens to be orange. Mm -hmm. And you're wearing orange today. <laughs> I'm always wearing orange. And is that very healing place. You can even take your hand, put it on your head, grab whatever is bothering you. 
And you can do this without anybody even noticing. I had a client was talking about her husband and I said, just run your fingers through your hair, grab that thought, put it in your heart and remember how much you love them. And then put it in your womb and that will heal you so you have some more patience to be able to let him talk about whatever it is that needs to come out and be talked about. So that's a big thing. Am I operating in fear or am I operating in love? And when you realize that so much of all the other emotions, you know, anger, lust, envy, that's all fear. What am I afraid of when I see that powerful woman? I'm afraid that I'm not powerful enough. And make a list of all the things you're afraid of. Mm -hmm. And you'll be shocked at how many things there are on your afraid list. And then just flood it with love. Nice. So that's the big piece is stay out of fear and step into love. And the next piece is your power. We give our power away. We give our power away. A big chunk of it goes to fear. As like, oh yeah, there you go. You can have my power, fear, or jealousy, or anger. And it could be certain relationships. If you've got a relationship with someone who's narcissistic, certainly that will come to the forefront that they have a way to manipulate so that you give them your power and nobody can take your power away. That was a big realization. It was like, really? Oh yeah. When I walk in there, I feel like they take my power away. They can't. You have to give them permission Mm -hmm. to take your power away. Mm -hmm. You give it to them. And then once you rein it back in and you take your power back, everything changes. And then you vow, I'm never giving my power away again. Nice. All right. Very good words of wisdom and ideas. So I totally recommend you guys read Linda's book. If you haven't had a chance to read it yet, we'll put in the show notes how to connect with Linda. And uh, Linda, are you, you're on LinkedIn, obviously, right? I am. Yeah. Do you prefer people to reach out through LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram? What's your best way? They can go directly to my website and they can just go on there. Click Let's Chat. It's the last offer. I'm going to be changing that soon, but just pick Let's Chat. There's no charge for that. Connect with me. Let's have a chat. And if there's any questions about the book, I'd be more than happy to answer them. Most of them are covered in the bonuses that come with the book. And one of them bonuses a book club series of eight webinars that I did to walk you through the workbook. So it's all right there. I'm right there to hold your hand, but just let's connect. Go to my website, lindababulant.com, and you can find out about me there and create a connection. Nice. Now, Babulic sounds exactly like it. it's spelled B-A-B-U-L-I-C. So Linda Babulik, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your book and sharing your wisdom, zest your life. And that, that, I mean, what, what more can we really do on a daily basis than live our life with zest? And make everything sacred. The food we eat, have gratitude for it. Now it takes like 25, 30 people to get a loaf of bread on your table. You know, where did the milk come from? Where did anything come from? So just be grateful for all the people around us that contribute to our lives. Yeah, that's a great, a great way to look at it. Like we, we have so much to be grateful for and we are all blessed. And so 
share this podcast if you if you can. And if you know somebody out there that could benefit from some inspiration, Linda and I are here to help you. So thank you so much, Linda, for coming out today. Thanks for having me. It's a real pleasure to work with you. (laughs) I look forward to seeing you for coffee. One last note, feel free to follow me on Instagram under Cindy P. Little. I've got some great Instagram real tips and health tips for you. So feel free to connect with me on Instagram. Thanks for listening to A Healthier You Little by Little. Do you have a question about something you heard today? An idea for a topic perhaps? Or would you like to reach out to Cindy? Send her an email, coachcindylittle at gmail.com or visit her website at healthtowealth.ca. That's health2wealth.ca. Or you can find Cindy on LinkedIn or Facebook as Cindy Little. Once again, thanks for listening.